one or the other because they the same dude. I'm really a big body that got game, which is cool. But sometimes you just need somebody to smack people. Like Zaza Pachulia really, really was that guy. That's his job. Foul, foul the shit out of people. Foul the shit out of people. Foul, not, the, foul them as good as you can. Not really step on ankles, but. Yeah, nah, it's dirty. Foul uh, the game up, though. That's what he paid for. <laughs> you, you, yeah, you, Andrew Bogut would have assisted the Cavs in that because Tristan Thompson's not a tough guy. Maybe there are tough guys in Canada. It's not him. You seen them tight ass pants he had? He said he squeezed all the talent out. That's why he sucked this series. Yeah. But you know what else has to happen? You got to question LeBron, the GM. Yeah. You got Tristan and JR combined. You got them paid for what? $30 million. You got them paid the year before you won to make sure that they were there to help you win, and now you won and you're stuck with them. I've seen it when... You could trade Iman Shumpert. Iman Shumpert is 26 years old, making old money. So it sounds like a lot when you gave him 10, 11 mil. But a team will take that because the cap went up. 10, 11 mil now is Courtney Lee. Right, he got a year or two left on the contract. Yeah, anyway, a team bill, so. oh, that's nothing. Yeah. You, ain't gonna, you ain't gonna take a, a 30-year-old J.R. Smith or a Tristan Thompson who's making like 24. That's stupid. But I've seen it from the beginning, and this is what should be the story because this is what makes him dope. He did the same thing he did in high school. I got some people I can mess with. boys, man. So I'm going to roll yeah, he's with loyal. He's loyal as hell. So, I mean, because you got to think about it. Like, when they compared the... Hold up one second. By the way, in case you ain't know, this is Blunt Talk episode. Who knows what? 16. <laughs> takes 16 to win a ring. But we right here, live in check. It's your main man, a.k.a. the water boy, Jordan. Splash. Talk to him, man. It's Joey. It's Doc J. Twitter name, Instagram the same. Welcome to Blunt Talk, man. Uh, let's let's talk about these finals. Let's let's just start right there. Let's let's start with the finals recap. You know, we made our predictions early on in the series, and it kind of went the way. We made some. I don't know about prediction. I ain't made a prediction. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought hey, it, I thought true. it would be like not close, but I still gave the Cavs the credit of two games. They blew Game Three, so as far as I'm concerned, I'm still right. Right. I mean, you you did call it. I mean, you did call the win. I had some hope in the Cavs. It was actually a real entertaining finals, tell you the truth, even though it was short. But it was, it was crazy to see, but let's get down to it. I mean, Warriors are champion. KD's the finals MVP. And he showed up. It wasn't that. He didn't just come along for the ride. He showed you why. Going into the season, everyone's like, well, you can't add the second best player in the world to a 73-win team. And then, you know, some people forgot about that debate. They're like, oh, he's not even the second best. They're not unbeatable. And then he showed up in the finals against LeBron. Like he said, well, he said, LeBron, I realized in 2012, he's the only person that could look me in the eye. Mm. He knows he's better than everyone else. And you know what we knew or we figured out? That they really do look unbeatable sometimes. Like, in a seven-game series, that team is a problem. It's not about good. It's not about great. It's a problem. But let's talk about it, though. KD did show up. You give him his props. And he earned that finals MVP, definitely, over even Steph, who had 28, 8-8, eight and, eight, eight and almost eight, yeah. a triple-double. So you got to give him his props. I mean, Clay showed out the last game and a half. Clay, Clay, Clay Thompson, just to ex, 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 explain the dominance for a second, Clay Thompson was a 9.3 player efficiency rating for the duration of the playoffs. And they didn't even really need him to be great because they only lost a single game. All he had to do was play defense. That's all Clay Thompson had to do for three and a half series. They got scoring covered. Right, because they have so much power on it. And so they, they did their thing, but let's get into it. The Warriors' problem as they are, KD has two things in front of him. One, he had the chance to be that next dominant figure, and I think they see that. Like, the difference I see right now between LeBron and KD is not about who's better. It's about who plays the right way to go take it right now. KD takes your heart like an MJ, like a like a killer dude. He's a shooter. He, he's, he's a shooting a, guard. He's a, he's a shooting guard in a seven-foot body. 
telling you. At seven foot, at seven feet. Pulling legit. up over anybody. You can't really contest his jump shot, and he's going to take those. But it's it's how he uses it. He don't worry about making the right play. Like, yeah, that's cool and all that. And I'll tell you, I'm, I'm LeBron Stan fan, whatever. But nah, he going to take it from him. He pulled up in LeBron face all series. Whoever in his face. He doesn't all care. series. And, and it's the timing of the shots, too. He could feel. He's a smart player. As, as far as the talent on Golden State, they're a very smart team. But if you watch their clock management and when they feel a run coming on, it's like, okay. Watch uh, game game six. or The closeout game in game five. I'm sorry. Yeah. And get to a game they six. They ain't make it that far. Damn. I wish they did. Kevin Durant <laughs> comes down the court and he's like, he starts getting emotional. And he's like pulling the shirt up. Somebody tapped him like, yo, the game's not over yet. It's still like a minute left. And you watch Steph Curry on the other side, and he's dancing. He wants to shoot that three so bad to officially end it so they can celebrate. Oh, the one he threw from far as far as, yeah. Nah, they, that's, but that's what it is. In his mind, he's like, ah, it's over as soon as I hit this. And he hit it. That's wow. why I, even, even, I'll tell you, I'm, the second thing about KD was, and it kind of sounds like a hater, but you really turned into a Rucker Park game. I love KD because he's a real ball like that. Like a mellow, like a JR. They really play out there. Remember when we went to Rucker, he dropped like 60, 70 yeah, something out there in the game. park. Yeah, crazy. So he's a real baller. But at the same time, you turn the NBA in the rucker part. <laughs> all y'all could go it's all, one it's on It's all the one. Drew League now. Yeah, y'all could go one-on-one all day. And that's why it's dope because he's really that one-on-one player like a Kyrie they're going to kill it. But damn, y'all made that shit easy. Like, not yeah, easy, you ever seen a seven-footed sham god before? Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, nah, his handle is crazy. I remember he was coming out of Texas. He was a scorer, but then when they seen that handle go off from year one, year two, and then year three, it was like, nah, this is this dude is for real. So KD got it, but damn, y'all turned out to rucker park oh, out there, man. Now. Him, Steph... Anybody go one-on-one with anybody right now. Andre Iguodala and Sean Livingston were going one-on-one against the Cavs subs who had no shot. No. Darren Williams. All-star. Trash. That's an all-star and a, and, a, and a starter in this league. Yeah. Going one-on-one with the bench. bench. And, uh, yeah, that's their, that's their six and seven, man. That's kind of crazy. Clear, open floor. That's what they created. They created space, which is great for the game because, you know what, that was some of the best basketball you will ever see. I mean, Cavs are putting up 117 and losing, 115 and losing. So you've seen some of the best basketball you're going to see. But dang, that's a problem. Are they a super team? Let's get into that debate. I see why they say no, because it's not about that. It's about putting the best talent on the floor. You shouldn't stop, especially you do it inside the salary cap. So who am I to be upset at what you do? With all that said, kind of it. Yeah. You are a super team. And this is why. (laughs) This is why. Not even because of the fact that they all start. Don't forget that. You put... Five of the best players. Like, these are the guys you should go against because you've proven yourself out there. Like, every great player needs another great player to prove himself against. Y'all put literally Steph, KD, two of the great players in the league right now. With Klay Thompson, another great player in this league, if not the whole league, at his position, most definitely. And then Draymond Green, who's another prominent player. Plus, you got Andre Iguodala, who might have faded to obscurity for everybody else. But anybody that watched basketball. He's still real to me. Yeah, he's still <laughs> AI from Philly and all that. So he's still the same guy. I mean, he don't even look like he ate. Four of their top five players are in the top three at their position. Maybe top four. Because Draymond, Draymond is not going to give you them numbers, but he's a top power forward just off his production. That man does everything. And any given night, sure, you put in... All them guys in the same team at the same lineup at the same time. Like usually in a regular team, you gotta spread those guys out. You gotta stagger their minutes. No, you really got platoons of people that can go bomb.
Treacherous bitches trying to snatch bricks out the crib for you build it. Rolling up for my niggas, got a smoke of the loan. Somebody killed them. Roaming the city stone, won't leave the town alone. Stay putting on new shit. Louis Vuitton case for the pool sticks. Run it off the brakes, show you what to do with this. All to your drug law. Pinning that dope for your ears to smoke. Four bars like an eight ball of snow. Hundred dollar bill rolled into a straw. She having a classic coat. Her mouth of feature still intact. That powder yet to take a toll on her. She in the suite at the game hunting business owners. Trying to get one of them fools to throw a ring on it. Won't be me or none of my homies. That money got our attention there a minute. Every second thinking of ways to bring them checks in. It's an obsession. It's a obsession. Focused on grosses, never on these hoses Jets up in motion, land, air, ocean Names well known, them game to be sold, not told Count it up, stash it, and bring some more in This is not a game, but we playing with some dope, bitch Paid in the shade, nigga, lemonade, mimosas uh, Airport, passenger pickup Looking like the showroom, just our bitches come to get us Every moment worthy of pictures, each one worth a million Shift gears like pulling the trigger Killing them niggas, leave their head spinning They find their women missing Mama trying to kick it like a habit But if it's not about cash, I keep giving That Cadillac vicious, that's the homie bitch shit Painted and all switches Riding to the bank, fuck with a bitch thing No tent on the windows, sharks in the fish tank Chilling, twisting the zip of that thing on a mission to get bigger Expansion, more mansions, more vehicles, more villas Imagine it Focused on grosses, never on these hoses Jets up in motion, land, air, ocean Names well known, them game to be sold, not told Count it up, stash it and bring some more in This is not a game, but we playing with some dope, bitch credit though even though they shoot the team you give them credit though because they put the right talent together yeah when when lebron went to miami it was two i'm not gonna say non-shooters i ain't gonna solve them like that but two non-strokers then they added like, ray not, allen ray right. allen made it a world and of gave that space and chris bosh had to go take on that duty yeah you had two guys that i'm going to the hole you need to get out the way golden state got two guys added that at the same time can shoot L all day, yeah. yeah no, nobody, day. nobody's in your way when you're pulling up from thirty. Nah, this I ain't got to worry about where you go. And then the best thing that happens for them out here. is that hard closeout. And every time it happens, they give up a dunk. There's a hard closeout on Steph, and he just fires a pass to the to the rim because no one's there. Everyone closed out for the three point shooters. It's crazy. It's it crazy. is. Here's on, on my super team stance at least. They're a super team, 100. percent Right. The reason a lot of people don't know how to group them with other super teams is a few of these super teams we saw didn't win the championship. So we forget that they were, in essence, super teams. The Rockets won back-to-back championships and then added Charles Barkley or just won league MVP 
two seasons ago. Right, let's get into that. They lost, so no one remembers that as a super team. But like when that happened, it's like, whoa, they added Barkley to that? You can't count the Lakers because Lakers are strictly names because Carl Malone, Gary Payton at, at that the time. point, yeah. But they forget Gary Payton was also on that Heat team with Shaq and D Wade. Also was Jason Williams and Alonzo Mourning. So you really had that same platoon. So you can't not all Warriors. different positions. That, right. That's the best thing. Is these great teams? Everyone has great players. Well, you got guys that are great role players to the point that they're all-stars for playing their role. Right. Then you can put them out on the floor together, and that's a real super team. It's all about configuration. You right. got to have—if your stars can't play together, what are you building? Look at the Knicks. That was fool's gold when you had uh, Carmelo and Amari. They're scoring for the same area. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're both really good players. How are you going to play them together? Even though I think more time on the court and more—they would they would have worked it a out. Po- a point guard could have helped work it out. A point guard in time, though. I mean, Amari got hurt, so you never really had no continuity. And think about the first year in Miami. Like, the, that's another thing. The, the Warriors look so crazy because KD walked into the system that was built. He didn't have to destroy that and build it from day one. He, he didn't join a 47-win team. He you, joined a 73-win team. You literally slotted somebody into a position, and that's why it looks so crazy. But, I mean, every team, you got you to gotta have that mesh point if you don't have that system to walk into. So that that's really what I think more time for Amari and Melo would have did it. They would have figured out a way to coexist on the court. But I mean, it's, it's it comes down to what we actually predicted on like our first episode. The Warriors at the end of the day are going to make the league better. They are because now other teams got to chance uh, got to chase them. Now let's get right from right from there. Let's talk about the Cavs. Where do they go from here? It depends on what you want to do as far as to assess what happened. From my standpoint. First, I think what happened was you got just overmatched in talent. So what you have to do, you have to get yeah, more they, talent. Their starters held close, but the bench, there was no contest. The bench, there, the bench, there was absolutely no contest. Like, if your stars can't get off the court to even breathe, then that's a problem in itself. So it might not even be a, a grand grab. Like, everybody wants to say Paul George and all this stuff. Anybody want to chase a name. It might just be, you know what, Darren Williams, you might have to be changed to and it depends on who's out there. Like, maybe Jamal Crawford comes in for scoring. Like, even though I don't think he's... I think he's coming back to L.A. probably. Less money, but... I mean, you get a scoring punch off the bench. You get another big body. Like, you needed an Andrew Bogut to work out. You needed a guy that's seven feet tall legit. Like, what we saw from Tristan Thompson is that, yeah, you could play the five, but not against everybody. JaVale McGee was giving great minutes to the right. Warriors. The Cavs only had one big body to turn to. There's nothing you can do about size and an active active body. There's nothing you can do about that. Tristan, especially, especially if you only got one of them. Right. So they need another body, another two, I say. I say you pick up one in the draft, a young dude just to come off the bench and learn. Just, I mean, I actually do from North Carolina. Um, Tony Jefferson? Nah, nah. May? Luke um, May? No, not Luke May. Um, Luke May, yeah. Luke who's, the, who's 32 light-skinned cat? Oh, Justin Jackson. Nah, the big man. That's, that's Tony Jefferson. That's Tony Jefferson. His, his name is not no Jefferson. Hold you sure? Man. I'm positive. Yeah, you, just because he's light-skinned, he can't be Jefferson? You know Thomas Jefferson. You know there was name not no Jefferson. You know it. Think about it. Think about what he looked like. Nah, ain't no Jefferson.
Cause opportunity knocking, I let them in I done put forces on everything I love them all like Ginobili And if I'm not successful Ain't nobody gon' come and get sober huh? I pray my mama quit smoking When my dad died, I got focused I got a table full of aces paid I don't fuck around with you jokers Ooh, Ain't heard a word from my old friends Heard they wanna kick my doors in I done loaded up the two, two, three I'm so high, they might call a gold team Yeah, yeah Scarface, Brad, George, Al Pacino Woo. No rules Most of my partners homeschool uh, Most of my partners got charges And I ain't talking about no more fucking dodges yeah. Trapping by the college I'm addicted to the rice and bending hunt Just so we know, let's, let's rebring this all back. So the Cavs need help. They need a big body. You think Kennedy Meeks is a good player for them? Example player for them. Okay. You need you need somebody that can eat up space down low, not necessarily a uh, seven footer, but somebody's gonna be active in, in the paint. That's an easy way to get it. Uh, Kennedy Meeks or somebody like that. People say not gonna get drafted, so you can steal them undrafted off the free agency. But you need a type player like that. They, they only have they only have late second round picks and, and undrafted free agents. He gonna get a job in this league. So they might as well snatch him. And then you need a true seven footer. You need somebody that's really seven feet. So when is Javale McGee like? If you get an active body at that, you great. But like out of bio and the, them cats are not ready for that, so you can't get one of them to handle that job. You need somebody that's been in the league a little bit. Maybe you still the minds go back from the Lakers. I mean, it might look crazy, but you need to match up. It's not even like a talent gap. Like I need another all star. It's like I need matchup. Like you thought Derek Williams would have helped there. 
You thought Darren Williams would have helped there. He was that overplayed, but you don't need to go flip Kevin Love off and try to do all that crazy stuff because then you got to build a whole other team again. All right, I'm going to run down a list then of the uh, available centers in free agency this summer. Here's who the Cavs are looking at. I'm going to start from, oh, Greg Monroe could opt out. I don't see that happening, but right, I'm, that's fool's goal. That's fool's goal. Let's look down. Nene, I think Nene could help. He's older, but he, he played good in Houston last year. I think Nene would be a good N fit. Nene, at that point, he won't play for a championship, but he definitely played himself into some money. Yeah. Uh, I think he might take comparable money. David Lee, is uh, he could opt out. Uh, David Lee's more of a four than a five. Yeah, no, nah, you need He's somebody not enough of a big body. If Roy, you don't Roy Hibbert, I think, is too slow. I wouldn't go after him. Nah. Dwayne Dedman might worth looking at, but be worth looking he's at. But he's Spurs. he's gonna get paid by the Spurs. Yeah, he's gonna be not back. even. He knows they earned him a career. He he need to get better. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, Joel Anthony is old as hell. There's not a lot of centers. It's Chris Anderson and Andrew Bogut. <laughs> it's two dudes they had that both broke this their leg. This is why them dudes get paid fifteen million just to be a decent player. But that's what you need. So, I mean, maybe you got to look into the draft and trust one of these one dudes. Uh, maybe you get some Euro vet. I mean, who knows? But you need you need somebody. like That's why you chased Larry Sanders, because you knew what you was missing. Um, but you could have hoped for more than Darren Williams. But what you think about what they should do? All right. First off, their best hope is that Richard Jefferson and Channing Fry just retire. That's $10 million off their books. Now they could work off their mid-level exception to bring in somebody that's going to be paid more than the veterans minimum. That's that's the best scenario for them. Right. I think they should try to trade Shumpert immediately because the CBA is going to increase and somebody is going to be willing to take on his money to bring you back another big piece. Now, let me be irrational for a second. I kind of hope that this whole Kevin Durant fiasco leads to just other stars willing to up just leave teams. Like, hey... I hate Golden State. I hate Kevin Durant. Can so I just start can, building? Can teams I join all up? over the place? Yeah, can I join? You'll have eight wild ass teams. Why not? I, I, I hope it just starts like giant arms racing in the NBA. And if anything, I think that is exactly what's happening because we saw already the fucking talks of, of the Celtics. Celtics are trying to build up for next year already. Now, just focusing on the Cavs and LeBron James. I don't know if you saw this. He got the baldy now. Yeah, I think it's about time. Yeah, that I think for one. The hair was holding him back. I think his hair looked like you. The fact he was concerned about it. It looked like you used uh, Velcro straps on sneakers. Yo. Like if you got them at the beginning of the school year, the end of the school year, that's what his hair looked like. Yo. So just dead that. The hair gone. So he, he's playing carefree. He don't care no more. He's a carefree black boy. Welcome, LeBron James. It's, it's, a, it's a great time on this side. This is coming from a bald gentleman himself, so he knows. Yeah, problem. maybe I'm a little biased. I'm a little biased. Right. Now, now, as far as irrational, here we go. Mm. LeBron James shade ahead. Off-season, he's got time. There's no Olympics coming up. I think he's about to do Space Jam, too. I think it's coming right now. He's getting he's getting help in the form of Bugs Bunny and Bill Murray. He's about to come back, make a movie, and then show up next season and win a championship, and it's going to be great on film. You know what I think? I think he's going to come back as the greatest version of himself we have seen. Yeah, but it's going to be the Space Jam LeBron. We'll remember it looking back like, man, Space Jam era LeBron? That was something else. Like, yeah, he had the goatee like Jordan in 92. Space Jam or not, he going to eat. It be hard to watch a cat when the vans keep dropping. Got to be a Ford on me so my pants keep falling. It be hard to understand when come and talk, keep locking. I ain't even trying to talk because my jaw keep locking. She ain't trying to be a freak, but them bands keep popping. Still caught up in the streets and the fence still knocking. It be hard to understand me, my jaw keep locking. It be hard to understand when come and talk, keep locking. 
my jaw key locked. It be hard to understand when come a jaw key locked. I chew your little muck, I boot a nigga up. Got them snipers in the doula truck, and we tool it up. I be trying to change my life, but the money on my back. I been rolling all night, I got the money on my back. All about the moolah. Throw a hundred chains on, I'm trying to cool up. I know a nigga blessed, pray to God. Soon as the flow hit my feet, I'm getting high. I go there, looking crooked in the face. She keep looking in her drink, probably think the liquor lace. Nah, bitch, I'm 1K. And I'ma keep it 100. Biting down, about to rip my tongue off. It'll be hard to watch a cat when the van keep dropping. Got the big Ford on me, so my pants keep falling. It'll be hard to understand when come a jaw key lock. And I ain't even trying to talk, cause my jaw keep locking. She ain't trying to be a freak, but them bands keep. Bite down, bite down. It be hard to understand when come a jaw key lock. Slide in a cutlass and you know I paint a can. Then I pulled up in a pocket, but I used to want a hammer. And I'm pouring up the round, then I'm sipping on rim. I ain't fucking with that white shit, I'm throwing all hand in it. Pull up to the back, black Zach Chief rocking in the feds. Keep lurking, cause the boys keep talking. Rich heart, ran up on the plug about 40 times. 40 niggas strapped with the 49ers. Bike down, corn Got two twin bitches doing 69. Jump off to the moolah and you know that. 50 chains on, diamonds flashing like Kodak. I remember 2 and 38, now I got a semen. Could've been, had a baby kid, but I wasn't ready. Shawty said she like malaria pad, thought I went to Kelly. Nah, baby, I don't want the wall, I just want the fit. It be hard to watch a cat when the vans keep dropping. Got the big Ford on me, so my pants keep falling. It be hard to understand when come a talk. He might feel lighter, and it's going to make everything he does look more crazy than it already did. So all the little photo ops is going to come right now. You're going to see all the little logos and all the little joints we remember before going to come right now. It's going to look crazy. That's one. Two, that's probably why he should do Space Jam. But two, that post right there and the exchange on the championship day, let me know one thing about him. I love it. Yes. Focused. Yes. I want it now. Like, I was dismissing y'all. I was doing whatever. I see y'all made it personal. Draymond Green, thank you for being that guy, that dude that will make it real ball again. Because you know what? Now he's going to have to come back and ball. And three, I think we're going to see the best version of himself because it's going to be, yeah, make the right play. I'm the right play. As real as it is, man. I think that rivalry is a good thing. If you watch that little barbershop thing, they're, they're cool. Like, they're cool as people. Right. But as basketball players, it's purely competitive. 
and they know what it is. To the point, I'll get disrespectful to you on the court because you know what time it is. When him and when him and KD was drawing back, jacking back and forth, that was beautiful. When when K, uh, Draymond and Tristan was going at, that was beautiful. The refs even let it go. Half the time, they would have called a tech, and not even regular I'm season. I'm surprised David West didn't get thrown from that game. Oh, man. The I'm sorry. I'm sorry. NBA champion David West. My apologies. Don't even speak into existence. New don't Jer- don't even Jersey, let them hear it. New Jersey zone. We love the NBA. We love that. That's, <laughs> that, is, that is how it's supposed to go. I, like, think, I think every team should get one free punch per three games. Man, if hockey could do it, why can't If you, you do it twice in three games, obviously it's suspension. You can't just go around punching people in the NBA. But, you know, sometimes you got to let some, some aggression out. At least let me get a shove off. Remember Kevin McHale clothesline Kurt Rambis out the air? We, we don't have moments like that anymore. We still watch the moments like that. Exactly. Remember that time Marcus Smart flopped? No. <laughs> not as exciting. Oh, it sounds so disgusting. Not stop as exciting. Following, stop following the floppers. It's not cool. Like, you might get that call, but you're a sucker for the rest of the game. Like, come on, man. Selling. 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 Calls. Go do wrestling. Yo, Marcus Smart be a great wrestler. He would. Because he sells the hell out of them calls. Oh, we can get back to basketball because you re- you mentioned wrestling. You mind if we talk about a WWE tight spectacle in this Mayweather McGregor fight? Man, first of all, I like to say thank you again because about time. But I'm gonna give you something that you're not ready to hear. Oh, go ahead. Experience and all that aside, Conor McGregor poses the biggest threat to Floyd Mayweather of his career. This is why. If nothing else, that man's talk shows that he's ready. One thing pointed out by, um, it might have been Darren Ravel. If it's not, I'm sorry who it was. But he pointed out two years ago or a few years ago. Getting a welfare check for two years, Darren Ravel. I saw that. The greatest thing in sports is hunger. I'm I don't you. care what you look like, where you come from. If you hungry, you're going to get it. And purely, this guy never got content. I feel like he slaughtered two in the UFC. His biggest purse was three mil. He literally generated a fight where he's going to make $100 million off a year of shit talk on social media. Oh, man. I, I love it. Brilliant. I love it. Brilliant. Love it. It's, it's the realest come up. It's the realest come up. So you got to respect it just the same. Even though the way he do it sometimes, I really do want Floyd to punch him in his fucking mouth. <laughs> but, but, but that's why it's such a great fight. Because for all the people that feel like that, there's so many people that feel the exact opposite towards right. Floyd. Oh, yo, let me tell you. Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather is the biggest fight in boxing. I don't give a fuck. Like, I, Sorry, Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather is the biggest fight in the boxing. Like, there's no way you don't see how this ends. After all this buildup, after all this trash. Everybody like, talking about not watching to... it because it's not going to be a contest. So I don't care. The, the sports are dead. The same maybe, people, maybe you're not going to pay the 100 or 100 you're plus. You're going to slide to the bar. You're going to be there. You're going to get somebody you're crib. Gonna... I promise you the streets will be empty. If you're not on the couch, you're at Buffalo Wild Wings. Shout out to the streamers, but come streets on. Streets will be empty. Streets will be empty, bro. Like, you you have to see how this ends. If you any type of sports fan, you go and watch this. Yeah, I, I'm, I'll say this. I got, I'm more of a boxing fan than a USC fan. And as a boxing fan, I appreciate what Floyd's able to do, which is why I think McGregor, his best bet is to come in and be patient. All his best fights, he's patient. Everyone's like, he got to go and he got to punch his chance. No. You ain't got out. Wait, you have to. Nah, no. McGregor. McGregor has to be the dude to rush him. Right? Yeah, he, he does. He you does. He does. But, can't but he back. does. He does. But there's two different ways to do it. What these people are gonna want to see: the the, the fervoring, uh, froth mouthing, watching for the knockouts purely. They just want him to come out and start slugging like a Rocky fight. You're fighting a counter puncher. You cannot do that because what'll happen is he'll get knocked out. 
You don't want that to happen. McGregor don't care about no record. McGregor don't care about. That's the thing. This, this the thing makes the which, which is why I know he's not going to come out like that. All of McGregor's best he fights. Could. All of his best fights. He not gonna he's fighting patient. He's not going to outbox him. Obviously, no. I say boxers he's not going to box again oh, unless yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Mayweather too. Nah. He's not boxing anybody else. Mm, he has nothing I, I to think lose. They could be setting up a trilogy. He has, right. He could be. So I mean, in that case, he might just sit back. In that case, he might actually box him, and it might be more compelling like that. But if he wants to win. You gonna play Floyd Mayweather game? Nah, nah, nah. Play, playing Floyd Mayweather's game that would be coming right at him. You gotta make him uncomfortable. Nah, but if you it. charge him and he's a counter puncher, you're gonna get check hooked. The into last oblivion. 49 people did the same thing. The last 49 people Floyd Mayweather did, did the same thing. They let him take control of the fight. Uh, they don't always let him take control. He takes control. We gotta well, get respect with what he's doing. Well, I, yeah. This obviously. man, this man does it's crazy because he doesn't it's like Jay-Z, he's like, yeah, Jay-Z's like, I don't write. I just show up and do it. And then people were like, no. Okay. Floyd Mayweather doesn't watch film. He doesn't watch film. He is so comfortable boxing because he boxes year round that he gets into the ring with somebody and he just ranges out, sees what the range is, sees what they're gonna throw, sees where they're stepping. And by round three, he's like, okay, here's my game plan, and just enacts it. But you gotta think of it like this. That's actually Conor McGregor's advantage. Floyd Mayweather's watching. Floyd Mayweather is fighting conditioned boxers. They are boxing. They are both privy to the science. Conor McGregor's coming in with a whole nother perspective on top of that. So th- if he sits there and tries to box him, he's going to lose against the boxing genius. He's going to lose. Yeah, no, he, he has, has to, he has to go him. for the knockout. He has, he has to, fight to fight him. him. He has to fight. He's not going to win a boxing Conor match. Conor McGregor wins the UFC by being a different dude. It's not going to be him doing anything orthodox. He wins in UFC the same way he got to win here. He got to be the other type of person. He has to come out and do some awkward. I mean, he's look. Got, he's got to make him uncomfortable. His advantage is angles. Like, Conor McGregor's advantage is angles and movement in every fight he ever we ever seen him in. Why is that ever going to stop? And it's not going to come with him trying to box. No, I, I totally I agree with that. I'm not but saying he got to try to that was Manny Superman Pacquiao. That was Manny Pacquiao's advantage. And what did Pacquiao do against Floyd? Sat he back. Kept, no, he didn't. He yeah, didn't. He did. He, he missed 300 punches. He didn't sit back. Go, he, he got tired. You go check the numbers. You can call it what you want. How many How many more punches did he throw to Mayweather? Because what, what he, you saw is he got tired. He what threw I like saw 200 is more that punches. He, he, he impressed him enough in the first place. If you Maybe he didn't have he the conditioning to even execute that. That's another thing. Maybe he didn't have the conditioning to execute the plan. But there's no doubt that should have been the plan. A 27-year-old uh, Conor McGregor is not going to have any conditioning issues. My, my thing That's is, what I'm saying. if you charge him early, you're going to tire yourself out. It's a 12-round fight. You can't charge him early. Yeah, you have to fight. He's, he can't outbox him. He has to fight him. As but you can't, as soon as you, you let Floyd settle into the fight, you're never going to get the chance to charge. Oh, he always calm. You, you, at, at Marcos Maidana. There's always throw, Marcos Maidana did more MMA moves to Floyd than that Connor's going to do. I can promise you that. There's, and Floyd still beat his ass. There's a difference. And look, there's a difference between always being calm and getting comfortable. Every fight has to start. Every event got to start. And what you do in the outset is you have to set the tone. against somebody that especially you got to climb uphill against because they got you in advantage. They got you in tricks. I mean, you forget about the tie-ups that Floyd do. Floyd going to do all that shit if he got to, which he, not, he probably don't think he's going to have to. But if he got to, he got them in the bag. You got to go step outside of that knowledge base. Floyd is comfortable boxing. You're never going to win boxing him. Yeah, you can't outbox. Never gonna win, and you only gonna fight him one time or two times or three times. You only gonna fight that one dude. So it's going look. You gotta go for it. Even if you if you really trying to win, you gotta go for it. If you just trying to hide for the rest of the fight to maybe get a two, then I guess that's what you are gonna do. If he's really gonna yeah. fight, I mean, and he, he the person he, I think he, he come is, out and do whatever because he, gonna, he get gonna, it. He gonna get paid, and he's gonna want to hurt this man. I, and I think he yeah, I think being him the person I think he is, he gonna come out and try to do some shit. He ain't gonna sit back and lose. He rather get knocked out. I, that's my thing. I don't. I don't box. want to see him get knocked out. 
because he'd rather get knocked out. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I feel that, but I think he's gonna try to come in reckless, and he. No, he's too smart. I don't think he's going to fight like that. I think a lot of people are going to expect him to fight like that, and then they're going to, after the fight, when he loses, like, fucking... Let me ask you. 12 rounds, nothing. Like, he didn't try. Like, no, he tried. He just... What UFC fight have you seen? And it's not... You don't got to be not smart to rush in. Yeah. You can be... A, like, I could be a genius. Like, let me tell you this. If I every, have... Every wrestler's greatest advantage is rushing in. Even, and they dominated UFC when they first came over for like the first seven years. They couldn't... Ken Shamrock and them boys, nobody could do nothing with the, them. The first thing any great team does to overmatch team that doesn't want to get upset is they overwhelm them. They knock them out the box. What do Warriors do to most of these whack teams? They knock them out the box They try to early. put up 80 in the first half. Early. What did the Cavs have to do to even win the game against them? Knock them out the box early. <laughs> 86 Like, in the you got to... If you find an uphill battle, you got you to gotta smack Goliath before he realizes you just fucking David. You know how we do, Rockefeller, forever. Catch me, skating through your town, putting it down, y'all relating, no waiting, I'll make your block in for red hot, I'm like Satan, y'all feel a nigga struggle, y'all think a nigga luddle, hustle behind the wheel, trying to escape my trouble, can't stop the greeting me, I'm talking sweet the keys, cursing the very God that bought this reef to be, my life is based on sacrifices, Jews like Isis and fools that think I slip, you fuck around, you get your guys hit. They built me to be filthy on some ice, do or die shit, for real. The price of leather's got me deeper than ever, and just think winter's here. I'm trying to fill me, nigga. Politics is usual. Took my Frito to Tito in the district. Bless me with some BS, somethings I could live with. Stop fronting and for the dough I raise. Gotta get shit of praise. No disrespect to you. Make sure your word is true. I'm taking wages down in Vegas just in case. Tyson have a major night off. That's clean money. The tax write off. You ain't seen money in your life when it comes to this cheese. Y'all like three blind mice. I'm smoking bros who pump Willie. I expose the furthest you chilies. Ben is the polka nose. My portfolio reads Leads to Don Corleone Nigga, please Take your Heavy on the wrist I face you With the diamond-blooded Jesus And blind your face shoes For life Strive Jigger I keep it tight Politics is usual Feel my triumph never, feel my pain I'm lying, low in the leather's iron, the best is ever came, the game changes life, my mind just ain't right, rewind, get this dope, I guess it ain't your night, sucking me in like a vacuum, I remember, telling my family I'll be back soon, that was December, 85 and Jay-Z rise 10, years later got me wise, still can't break my underworld top. I wear black a lot in the act, act a lot. Got matching VCRs, a huge magnavox, 10 inch green like spinach, pop ones, that's spinach. It's a lot of big money in my sentence. Hitting towards a mill, lipper, written I kill like that chick, baby, one, two, cat, yeah, I do that. Ain't no stopping the champagne from popping the drawers, from dropping the law, from watching. I hate it. Politics is usual. 
more than the fight. The promo leading up to it, the showtime, all, all access we're gonna get, everything. the weigh-ins. These are two That's of the best be shit talkers I've ever seen. The first time I saw <laughs> Conor McGregor, I wasn't even looking at him. He was on Highly Questionable before the Jose Aldo fight. And I just heard him talking. I'm like, who is this asshole? And then I turned back and I looked at him. He's talking. There was the notorious one. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool nickname. <laughs> and then I watched I watched the weigh-in and he was at Jose Aldo's face talking crazy. Yeah. He picked up the belt. He was wild. And, and, and that Jose Aldo's this, this, this name I've heard of, this respectable guy. And got beat in 13 seconds. He kicked his ass. Man, can, I, can I also reference, this is unconfirmed, but I believe I met Conor McGregor on New Year's Eve 2011, I believe oh, it was. Shit. If, 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 <laughs> if my cousin, yo, Alex, if you're listening, ah. Conor McGregor saved your life that day. Dude. Don't ever forget when you grabbed him by the Adam's apple and he slowly, slowly put you in a chokehold and brought you down and told you everything would be okay. Because he respected it. He was drunk as fuck. He's like, I've been there before. I was like, oh, <laughs> he shit. He respected it. Oh, okay. Who is this guy? <laughs> then I saw that interview a few months later, and he's like, yeah, he just came to New York. I'm like, oh, maybe that was Connor. That was him. He, he, had clean, some random, he had a clean suit on him. Probably was Some him. random uh, MMA-trained Irishman just happened to show up. Just happened to show and just seen eat, somebody eat going, to the Seen somebody going through the whiskey tequila demons and was like, I've been there before off my $237 welfare check, and now I'm about to make $100 million. He saw it then. He knew. He knew if he did that then, he'd be in the position he is now. So shout out to Conor McGregor. Hey man, in the words of Enzo, realest guy in the room. That dude does it. I like it. I like it. You know, ain't shit sometimes, but I like he it. He gets under your skin, but that's his, that's his I whole like plan. It. I like it. That's gonna be a great fight. I can't wait for it. Yeah, we got a great fight tonight. We'll have some, you know some some recap on that next week. I love talking boxing. They don't get touched on enough, but Kovalev Andre Ward and Kovalev part two. Man, it's gonna be ugly. Yo. That's another great thing. We've been seeing some great fights lately. Like, yeah, boxing is dead my ass. We got Canelo and Triple G in September, too. So are you upset that this circus of a fight that I love is, is going down? McGregor Mayweather? Nah, it's still like a top five draw for the sport. It's just not as legitimate as these other ones. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't agree with that yeah. talk anyway. Like, I don't think it's hurting Flo boxing. Flo Floyd will be 49-0 and 0 with an asterisk next to it. Or 50-0 with an asterisk next right. to it. Like, that... that 50th win. Uh, and in the meanwhile, you might inspire a whole bunch of people to go watch the next couple boxing fights. That's true. Yeah. He's bringing more attention to boxing than, than anything else. UFC. Right. Connor's got to put on 10 uh, ten ounce gloves. Like He's not coming out there and throwing bare knuckle punches. He's going to have to box, and he wants to box. Nick Diaz said the same. A whole bunch of boxers now calling out, or UFC fighters are calling out boxers, and then coming and getting their boxing license. Dana White might have a problem on his <laughs> He need to start co-promoting. Nah, this is actually what the investors bought UFC for a couple months ago. Yeah, I forgot it's not Dana White's problem no more. He's just the face. Right? He just there to make it feel feel the same, all family. But oh, man. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to basketball. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the draft. Let's get into it. Now, before we even get into like predictions for the actual draft or me talking about how the Knicks are probably gonna blow this, and I hope they don't, hmm. rumblings have developed. The draft will be June twenty second is the date, I believe. That's a yes, Thursday. That's correct. Celtics have the number one pick after claiming the number one seed in their conference. Thank you, Nets. Everyone kept talking about the Celtics should just draft a point guard. It makes perfect sense for them to put a guy next to IT who they might not re-sign. Well, Isaiah Thomas is pretty good, and I think they can go at least another year without having someone else there to take his job. There's so many other positions they can go after. Mm -hmm. And now the talk is the Sixers want to do a pick swap. They're, they had, Sixers had the third pick. Celtics had the first pick. They would trade in that pick swap Okafor would be uh, Jaleel Okafor. That was the third pick, two year, three years ago. Would be going from Philly to the Celtics. I think, and although he hasn't had a very productive career so far, he's a good basketball player. He's just slow footed. 
I think him playing center next to Al Horford would be a great job for his career or a, a great resurgence, chance to resurgence for his career. And I trust the coaching. Right. I, I trust I, the coaching. I love Al Horford having any kind of legitimate low post body next to him. Like, like we was talking about before, Paul Millsap moving around and doing the kind of similar things he does didn't help him. But you got a guy that's down low going to be that presence, that gives him another person to pass to. Boston needs a real post presence, so that's like really a free trade from Boston. And, and, exactly. It's on the cheap. They're not giving up anything. They're moving back. They would also be acquiring an additional pick from Philly, a, a future first-round pick. Right. Philly's moving up in the, in the draft, so they can go get Mark up, Markel Fultz. Apparently, they're in love with Fultz's game. They had him do a workout recently. They see how he would fit together with their core, Simmons and Embiid. I mean, how how won't they fit? I mean, what you need is a dominant outside scorer. That's what you need. You need... Fultz is a good three-point shooter. Good three-point shooter. He got good stroke. He's not fair shooting, and he works. So that's going to be fine. He played in a terrible losing basketball for his whole college season and still dropped numbers, which might say, all right, you got empty numbers to him, but it showed me he's consistent. Hey, well, Ben Simmons did the same thing last year, and right. I, I didn't think any less of him. <laughs> exactly. And just what's surrounding Fultz is crazy. Because you got Ben Simmons at 6'10", hand little rock. Hopefully his shot is better over this whole season he sat out. Crazy. He wasn't a bad sh- shooter as far as percentage. He just unwilling as hell. Yeah, he didn't shoot. It might take a while for him to realize, you know, I might have to take 40s again just to keep the defense honest. But that core, if they all develop at what we the rate we think they could, it's a few years down the road. You'd be looking at them adding a, a single piece. And like, oh. LeBron's getting old now. They got a chance. I don't even think it's going to take that the extra piece. It might just be a couple of years with that squad. <laughs> like, that's possible. That's like, possible. That, Joel jo Embiid is the perfect. You got all your pieces. They just got to grow. Like Ben Simmons' game is so they natural. They got shooters. They got filthy. bench bigs. Everything. Nick Stauskas out there. You still so got money. Sarek there. Like, Dario Saric like, nasty. Come on, man. That's another 6'9". That's, that's a 6'9", 6'10". That can shoot and put the ball on the floor. Come on. They 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 already they, they already got a new NBA lineup. They just need to get better in the league. Yeah, it's gonna take some time, but they're there. And then as far as the Celtics, clearly they just won the number one seed in the conference. Well, they had the number one seed in the conference, so they got something that works. Now with their pick, I'm not sure what the plan is, but they might be plan trade- is easy. I'm not sure if they're gonna draft it, but they might be packaging that pick with the other uh, additional pick they get from Philly to go after Jimmy Butler. Actually, then that makes the decision harder. See, you go so many ways, the trade's easy because. Let's say you keep the pit. You take whoever falls out of the Jason top Jason Tatum two. or Josh Jackson. Because Lonzo Ball or Josh Jackson is going to... Uh, L.A. Yeah, and I, I don't think Lonzo will go to Boston. That racist-ass city can't handle the loud-spoken, loud, outspoken black father. It won't happen. I don't even think it's about Lonzo not going there. It's that they don't need another, another point, point guard. guard yeah, yeah. It's that, too. But Especially I just want to take some shots at Boston. Right. Well, yeah, I feel that. Go ahead and carry on. But, um, yeah, I mean, after that, you could do that. But you also bring up the prospect, Indiana... Or Chicago Paul, take Paul that George three pick, and Jimmy Butler, yeah, and you instantly, you instantly a better team with that lineup because then your starting lineup is it and Avery Bradley with Paul George slash Jimmy Butler on top of that. Al Horford, Jaleel, on top of that is the very, Dang. very real threat of adding Gordon Hayward in free agency. So they might be able to draft, just keep the pick and just draft another they have guy money for both of them, right? For two, two stars, they only have another, they're gonna have to uh, pay Isaiah next year. So that depends on what they want to do with him and Jay Crowder. But if they let go of some guys, they could sign two people. I think you let go of Jay Crowder if you're bringing in a Jimmy Butler and a Gordon Hayward. Well, so if you're doing that, you're probably dealing Jay, Crow- Jay Crowder out. So his yeah. money clears up. But Maybe that, a sign and trade or something like and, that. And that in that circumstance, they would still have money to go sign somebody. They would still be able to add somebody, which is scary. 
I think at if you put it like that, I think you have to trade the three pick after you get it because you got your big man down low who's probably as good a talent as anybody in the draft is going to be this year anyway. So you might as well just run with the talent you already acquired. And then after that, you're going to bring in a true proven player. You're instantly a contender. Like you have like the Warriors have a strong five. You have a strong five, like a strong five across the board because you're a little awkward for ain't no slouch. That man will give you 18 a game easy. And in Boston, I, and Brad Stevens, I think he's going to use him and motivate him right. Yeah, I, I, I could see him year one automatically. Because his number, his scoring numbers are great in Philly. I think the problem year. is losing basketball. Yeah, exactly. He you play, be start playing on a winning team, and all of a sudden you got like 16 and 6, and you're right. contributing. You're going to feel a whole lot better about right. your game. I don't think – he came from winning a national championship in Duke to throwing games. Yeah. Nah, I ain't want to do that. Nah, it's, I ain't want to do that. The dudes that he got drafted to play with weren't even there. <laughs> Forget it. You looked at the dudes when you walked in the locker room like, I never won nothing. Who are y'all? Let's talk about the rest of the draft. For I don't a care second. how tall you is, Joel Embiid. <laughs> <laughs> Where yeah. you know, I love Joel Embiid's game though. But yeah, now the rest, the rest of the league, obviously outside of the Celtics and the Sixers, Celtics are already in a great position. Sixers already have a bunch of young talent. Lakers had that two pick, bunch of young talent. Is Lonzo the pick there? You think with all the rumors that are coming out now, they might look at Josh Jackson or they think, love Markel Fultz too. I think that's why you bring in. That's, I think that's why you bring Lonzo in for two picks. I think that's why you meet his pops anyway. You see him first. See everybody else. All right, this kid definitely has something. And I think he does. I think his, the thing that separates him is like the thing that separates Ben Simmons from Brandon Ingram. Yeah, Brandon Ingram is seven feet and talented too. Everybody's an athlete one-on-one. A one-on-none at that. That's a one-on-none. But Ben Simmons' game looks crazy. Derrick Rose game looked crazy. Lonzo Ball looks crazy. He looks like he, has he plays a, easy. He has, yeah, his, he has a feel to it. His father said, this is the one of the craziest thing when he first started coming out. Like, yeah, my son would be better than Steph Curry. One thing he said that I did agree with, Lonzo get better the faster the game gets. He's playing with better players. Right. Look at what he did at UCLA. They were right. irrelevant. He's playing slow right now. It looks easy for him in college. And now he's not throwing this pass to TJ Leaf. He's throwing it to Brandon Ingram or Julius Randle. Like, come on. It's, I, I think they might talk themselves out the pick. But his game is showtime. I, but I think that's why they did the process like that. Yeah, the second you see interview. him first. Like even when he was talking all that craziness. All right, I'll bring you in. All right, I heard you. That's 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 all that. That's all the talk was about. Forget what they saying. The talk was about. Yeah, make sure you look at my boy. All right, he comes in. All right, we're gonna look at the other people too. All right, he definitely got some. Let's, let's see. Let's look at you, and I'm gonna talk to you. I'm gonna let you know where we at. You respect that? You good? Like, have you heard the pop say anything after that? He, Not really. Nah, he's been on the low. They want sneaker shopping, and since then, he's been quiet. That's that's all it is. You he, run the process like that, so you're like, all right, you do have some. He's getting his this son drafted two overall. That wasn't something they were talking about the year before, so shout out to him. Let's let's go farther down. Phoenix has the fourth pick. They took they had two first-round picks last year. took two power forwards. Devin Booker is more of a two-guard than a point guard, but he's got some point guard skills. Eric Bledsoe could be on the way out. They got a lot of places they can go. There's a lot of holes in that lineup. My, uh, Draft Express right now has them taking Jason Tatum if he falls there. I think that's a great pick. I think it is, too. I think at this point, Phoenix showed, especially with the culture there. I mean, even though Steve Nash not there, you, you understand what Steve Nash looked like. So I think you always they always cultivating point guards out there. Mm-hmm. Jeff Hornet said cultivate three with the help of them. Um, so Jason Tatum for another outside talent. You got Devin Booker that can shoot the lights out. So the floor is going to be open as long as you got another shooter at the point spot. You good. You believe in Maurice Chris? You only nineteen, turning twenty. You got to let him fill out a little bit. Dragon Bender, right? You, you got, and you still got Alex Len. Yeah, uh, Alex Len's a free agent this summer. I don't know if they'll bring him back. Yeah, he's, he's got an okay game. It depends on what's out there. And Cavs they still, might bring they him still in. have money tied in. Yeah, Cavs might bring him in. He was on that list before. I didn't mention him. 
Uh, Tyson Chandler is still tied on their books. I like having Tyson Chandler there though, just because he's that's a good the, veteran, the veteran presence. presence. So exactly. you're good. You need one of those. I was just looking for a five, play defense. So yeah, you good. That's, that's his job. Exactly. Right. You put Jason Tatum there, let them boys run. They're not, they Chris might, they might not the make floor. noise right away, but give them a couple years. There's not much you could do in the West though. That's the thing. Yeah, like you got to grow organically out there because you got a loaded conference that's ready to ball. And like we just discovered, looking at the free agent list, there ain't that many ballers out there. Nah, this is, it's a loaded draft, but free agency isn't as crazy. It's, nah. it's top heavy with a couple guys who right. I think are probably re-signing anyway. Draft is better than most of the free agent crop when you think about it, yeah. especially the skill position that's coming in. Not hey, hey if I told you the Knicks are going to sign sign a point guard, it's not Chris Paul. Who's available out there next? Brandon Jennings and Ramon Sessions, right. or available at the fifth pick if this mock draft went the way we said so far, De'Aaron Fox. <laughs> I'd rather have De'Aaron Fox. And the Knicks are trying to trade up. The Knicks might be trying to acquire a second first-round pick. I don't think they're going to be able to get above Orlando or Sacramento. Why don't you do the obvious thing? See, here, you want to talk about the Knicks failing? Here's your failure. What the Knicks should be doing right now is doing everything they can to secure one of these top five picks. Yeah, absolutely. Everything you can. Everybody's off the books except Melo because I probably don't leave and poor Zingas, whatever. But yeah. you, you can trade I think somebody. It, I think it's probably agreed upon the top five in this draft are Fultz, Ball, Jackson, Tatum, and Fox. Everyone, Most people feel that way. There's a few people that might be on the fringe between five and six, but more or less, those are the top five talents. Because after that, let's see who, who's next in the next five. The next five would be Jonathan Isaac, Lori Markin, and Malik Monk, Dennis Smith Jr., and Zach Collins. Dennis Smith good, is- I think they'll be really good players. Eight. I believe, this is this is just my belief as a Knicks fan. I'm gonna bring up some, uh, well, first I'm gonna name off a couple of these other mock drafts between, before we get to the Knicks pick and what I think is gonna happen. So they got De'Aaron Fox going to Sacramento at five, Jonathan Isaac going to Orlando at six. Lori Markinen going to Minnesota at seven. Lori Markinen is not going anywhere in the top ten. I don't think so. Mm. That would be a reach. Especially, especially. I mean, it depends on what they need. Because, look, who picks at seven, um, eight, nine, and ten? Knicks, I mean, Mavs, Knicks. Kings yeah. again. Well... But I, I personally, what I think the is going to happen, might be a team. The, King, the Kings are going to take De'Aaron Fox. So that's that's one point guard off the ball. That's one point guard off the board. The, the Kings are a six or six and ten. They are both. Oh right, right, right. So I think they're going to take Fox. At, or I'm sorry, a five and ten. I think they're going to take Fox at five. Right. I think at six, mock, uh, Draft Express has the mock right now. Jonathan Isaac going to Orlando. They got a bunch of small forward power forwards. I think they're going to take Dennis Smith, and that's going to you know cost the Knicks a chance to take him. At that point, Minnesota will probably take Jonathan Isaac and the Knicks will fall into Malik Monk, which isn't a bad pick. But here's my issue. Let's go back to 2009. Every Knicks fan will remember this draft. We won a couple games at the end of the year. Ended up with the eighth pick instead of the seventh. Steph Kirby goes eight. Jordan Hill goes seven. Now, it's not always a huge disparity between seven and eight. Last year was Jamal Murray and Marquise Chris. It's still too early to call that. The year before that, Emmanuel Moutier and Stanley Johnson. I think you could easily say now Johnson's the better player. The year before that, Julius Randle went seven, Nick Stauskas went eight. That's not a huge difference for our production. But then there's some years, like 2012, Harrison Barnes and Terrence Ross. Harrison Barnes isn't an all-star, but he's a better player than Terrence Ross. Greg Monroe over Al Farouk Aminu. He was on a better eight. team. He was, but he's a better player. Al Farouk Aminu went eight. Greg Monroe went ten. Oh, went, went, went seven. Greg, Greg Monroe and Steph Curry were like the best people in that slot. That one at seven? Yeah. There's still players at seven, but it's typically not the... That's what starts thinning out. You're not getting all-stars. You got to... But that's the but thing. But that's, that's the thing, though. These guys that are, that are close there, they fall at seven. They don't go to eight. And the Knicks happen to pick at eight. And it happened... And they, they were at... Uh, they were tied with six with uh, Orlando and the coin flip. Lost the coin flip. Fell to seven. Then lottery balls had them bump one more back because the Kings moved up a spot. 
you need some. If the Knicks had the right coaching staff, I would say you take Malik Monk. I think Dennis Smith has to be the pick. Or even Russian Frank. Oh, yeah. Because the Spurs could take a cat like that and they'll be And turn good. him into a starter right. for the years. The this, Knicks I mean, ain't got that. Let, let's go from 10 to 15 then. All right, so Zach Collins to Sacramento at 10. Frank Nilakina to uh, Charlotte they have at 11. I don't think Charlotte's taking a point guard, so he might not be there. But here's where it's interesting for the Knicks. 12, they had uh, Donovan Mitchell from Louisville going to the Pistons. The Pistons are looking for a win-now veteran, and they're willing to trade their pick. Stan Van Gundy, Coach, uh, Coach Courtney Lee in Orlando, they right. still keep in touch. Right. You know, as a player that has a good relationship with his ex-coach. Mm-hmm. The Knicks should be trying. I don't think they can get into the top five. It's not going to be able to happen. They don't have enough to trade. Right. I think they can get that 12 pick. If you deal Courtney Lee and maybe you have to include another piece to get that 12 pick, Maybe you take Russian Frank or a French Frank, or you take a he Donovan might be Mitchell. Going with Charlotte, maybe, maybe you even learning. take maybe you even take Luke Kennard. We damn sure ain't gonna take Luke Kennard at eight, but he's a great shooter. I wouldn't mind Luke Kennard at twelve. Guys like Kawhi Leonard are the wake up call to people that you got to pick players that you could fall in love with the game and what you could do with them because it's uh, it's as much as their responsibility to develop the player. Yeah, and people miss on these top picks all the time Frankly. that these new GMs. They go. They looked at that. They looked at that. They looked at stuff like you know, not OKC because they're not developing guys like Washington, things like that. And and I think Frank Nikita, Nikita, whatever. We gonna know it because it's gonna be like Giannis. They couldn't say Giannis name for three years. They're like, oh, it's easy. <laughs> Man, Antetokounmpo is not that hard to say. It's not. He, he's got. You know it. what it is? He got a T after an N. You heard it every time he ripped the rim off. His name is N T I. Like uh, and, uh, Ante, and you gotta do the little, little, little inflection, whatever, whatever. But yeah. anyway, but yeah, I mean, that dude might be going at twelve, so you might have to get him. If you get two first round picks, I'm reaching for him. At yeah, nah, that's that. That's that's, that's my thing. I 100 percent agree. The Knicks sure need not. to move up into another him first round Smith. pick. If Dennis Smith is there, take him. Take them both. If Dennis Smith is there and he's there, because you might be able to turn Nidakila into and play him off the ball. Right, he, he's six five with a seven three wingspan. I'm sure his fundamentals are sound coming out of Europe. Yeah, he's he's six five with a seven seven three wingspan. That's stupid. He looked like a two K creator player when you max out the arms. He, and that, that's he could what, probably tie his shoes standing up. That's who's winning this game lately. Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. Um, look at these cats got wingspan. These cats is big on the court. Giannis, these cats is bigger on the court now. Giannis, John Henson, Chris Middleton, right. Don Maker. That time maker, I make cats think he's seven feet tall. How long he is he? Really six nine, six ten. He just his arms long just, as hell. They just he imagine he's so right. I don't know what was going on, but you know, I mean, that's the guys that's getting secure in the league. That's the guys you teach to play Kawhi. I mean, come on, man, you got secure, secure the wingspan. So, and I think out of that crop, like looking at those guards. I mean, after Fultz and Ball and things like that, with the point guards, those are the two most game-changing prospects. Yeah, you got other guys sure. like a Ball, but those are the two most possible game-changing prospects. I think. I think the Aaron Fox, besides them top. Ones, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think the Aaron Fox could end up being the best point guard out of this draft, just because I see a lot in his game what we saw with early John Wall. When he fills out, he's gonna it's gonna be crazy. That's what happened to John Wall. Yeah, right? he, he's gonna learn the pace of play. Right, he's the, he's the fastest of these three players. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he plays too fast. I think Lonzo is gonna be like we gonna see. What ben I think Simmons, Lonzo had the best impact right away because of his playmaking ability. It's gonna be Lonzo and Ben Simmons out of eye for rookie of the year. Because I think I agree with that. And and they, they, we're gonna see in both of their cases, their games are something. There's something that you can't quantify about it. So early early rookie of the year prediction. Where you going? I'm going. It depends. If Lonzo goes to the Lakers, I think he's going to get it just because he's going to bring them about 23 wins, 23, 27 wins. He's going to drop about 18, 7, and 7 or something like that. It's going to be smooth. If not there, 
Um, if the 76 get Markel Fultz, he's in there because he I think he's gonna be the scorer. It's gonna be tough for him playing with Ben Simmons, though. They're gonna be they're gonna cancel each other out, I think. I think not. I think Markel Fultz has the ability to play in three seconds or less. Give me the ball, I'm cooking. That's that's his whole job. That's gonna be um what's the name? Brown? Brett Brown still there? Yeah. He knows. Brett Brown knows. That's like the same. Brett Brown might as well be the coach of blue chips. I'm telling you, he knows. He's going to tell Markel Fultz to just cook as soon as he get the ball. That's your whole job. Your whole job is green light. You see how light he let up. Joel Embiid rock? He's yeah. going to tell him let cook. Let him play. Let him play. He's going to tell him cook. My prediction for, for a rookie of the year, and it's real early because the draft hasn't even happened yet, but right. we're going we gonna to throw him out there. It depends on what teams they yeah, go we're gonna to. Throw him out. I think whoever goes to the Suns, if it's one of those wings, if either Josh Jackson or Jason Tatum goes there, just purely up opportunity, they'll win it. Because their usage rate's gonna be Devin highest. Devin Booker might drop thirty two like Kobe. You never know. Yeah, but he, he, I think he's gonna take hold of that team. And he can have a rookie, a rookie next to him that just he's gonna eat his shot. Give me ten to ten. You know, <laughs> like give me ten points straight up because he's gonna just be like, yo, I'm taking twenty eight shots a game. I promise oh, you. If Eric Bledsoe is gone, Devin Booker is cooking. He's seen Russell Westbrook this year. He's cooking. But um, nah, I mean that's an early possibility. Josh Jackson, if he goes to the right situation, definitely. But I think my three front runners because Ben Simmons is still going to count as a rookie. So my free three front runners is Ben Simmons, Alonzo Ball, and Markel Fultz for rookie of the year. Because Ben Simmons already got the squad and he's going to have the ball. So he definitely got to be a front runner. He's still working out this year with NBA players too. It wasn't like, you know, he just holding he cats playing, all day. And that's the thing about Alonzo. Alonzo was playing with NBA cats before while in college. Yeah. So that's why I have all the confidence in the world that he's going to be that good. He knows more or less what these guys are capable of. He's not scared of them. DJ Khaled A divine leader, shine brighter Bonita, mommy, me, the line sniffer Never poetic, rhyme writer, chiefer Ebony, empress, getter Celebrity, apprentice, a devil show Big up to Africa, Mexico Hennessy, margarita, venison, eater So dear, spread them here Don't be acting innocent either Don't me, relax me It's only to the nasty I'm just a phony assassin A lot of niggas owe me, I'ma tax them A lot of sisters hold me to something holy and Catholic Cause the rosary and gold flashing Just an attachment and accessory to my dress code, now everywhere All I see is Pablo, Esco Last time I checked, I was still breathing My neck was still freezing Now everybody got an Escobar season To every baby on the album cover existing This trend I was setting, it came to fruition I'm assisting to push the culture forward To all my go supporters, go supporters Like a local black-owned grocery store Cause in the hood, shit ain't passed down through blood It's a dub on that, we get government aid Spend it at they stores, putting their kids to college We need balance, so we can lease and own deeds in our project, so I'm asking G's to go in their pockets. The racial, economic inequality, let's try to solve it. My signature fade with a bevel blade, that's a major key. I told her she's smart and loyal, I like that, that's a major key. Start a label, run it, sign yourself, that's a major key. What Tony had on the table, it's like us, we a major key.
Still underestimated, every mistake a lesson, Mercury retrograde. So if that planet's been backwards up in the heavens, maybe it's affecting backward niggas who don't be reppin' lately. I'm playing chess with babies, niggas is nursery, niggas impersonate and rehearse with me. Nothing like me, I'm the first to meet, and that's quite certainly so official. Come get this issue, some women crazy. I like a woman to show me wisdom. These hoes easily convinced to pop they pussy with a loaded pistol. Y'all ain't meant to be played, says the brother with the signature fade. Still pay stacking, new stats with. From hanging with shooters and clappers to computer hackers. Check the fashion in Monaco, getting ocean mist on my history hats. Cali called me while I was in album mode, so I put it on hold for the major key. My album done, niggas, wait and see. Classic shit. Timeless. Forever. Iconic. My signature fade with a bevel blade. That's a major key. I told her she's smart and loyal. I like that. That's a major key. Start a label, run it, sign yourself. That's a major key. What Tony had on the table, it's like us. We a major key. Yankees, they've been on a bit of a skid down in the West Coast, so I'm hoping if I just don't mention them, they feel hurt and decide to reward me with seven wins. Now, let's talk about LeBron for a second. This rumor I've been hearing, a watch bomb. LeBron, after next season, they're saying as soon as after next season, could be heading to LA, either the Lakers or the Clippers. Is it like too early to even say? And I trust, I trust it coming from, from Wads. If he heard that, it's coming from probably someone in LeBron's camp or like Worldwide West somewhere like, oh, I know what's happening next year. But you got to remember, and this is why we, you got to remember, first he said if he leaves. He's not leaving. He's not leaving. So it's not even a question. He, he especially after this personal exchange. I didn't, know think, he, I didn't think he'd leave Miami. The, the, even with the rumor, they said if he leaves, this would be the two destinations, which is pretty much, it was a hyperbolic question to begin with. So the reason why I was a poor, just people to throw stuff out there. But anybody knows that he's not going nowhere. Now, if you want to entertain the thought, what that would look like, yeah, sure. People got cap room, people got rosters, you're going to do it. But the thing that we mentioned before is that he's still going to have to build from day one. So it's going to be a harder process anyway than trying to catch up with them on your own squad. Both those teams are in better positions now, too, especially the Clippers, because Jerry West, who helped. Right. First, first off, Jerry West won championships with the Lakers. Golden State went through a huge championship drought. This man was behind the scenes telling him, hey, take Steph Curry here. Hey, take Klay Thompson. Yeah, hey, like, don't don't trade, don't trade K. Don't, 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 don't trade Klay. Hey, yeah. hey, Draymond Green the second round. I wish, I that's wish, a great pick. I wish somebody would have told LeBron that about Wiggins. Um, I, wish, I wish he had a Jerry West there. But that's why when he goes to the Clippers in 2018, he got a guy to say, hey, hey, no, I got it. You just right. go out there and play. You're a right. basketball player. I got it. 
And I mean, oh. yeah, you know, Doc Rivers' biggest issue with the Clippers has been he's the coach slash GM. Though you just gave your son twelve million dollars for what? I can't knock him for that because if you look at the point guards you named out there in free agency, you would rather have Austin Rivers than Brandon Jennings or Ramon Sessions, and you would pay him ten million dollars to go beat the next team from getting them anyway. Mm, I don't know about Jennings, but definitely Sessions. Nah, yeah. you you want Austin Rivers more than Brandon Jennings. I know it's, it seems like you, you you focused on the nepotism, but if you eliminate the fact he plays for his pops, Austin Rivers is actually a pretty good player. Is that he plays beyond CP3. But remember how many times CP3 been hurt and they still make the playoffs. He's been filling in blanks for a while. Raymond Felton this year was filling in blanks. Raymond Felton been on the court a lot as well because he's a veteran president. Shout but out, Raymond shout out Pelton, to Cheeseburger Raymond Felton. Raymond Felton also makes more mistakes on the court than Austin Rivers. Still. Oh, man. I I've seen many a turnovers. <laughs> you know, he'd be having brain farts when he's hungry. I'm telling you, I don't know what it is. I'll it's just pumped. like, you be doing some good stuff, and then he just, where you going? It'll never get, like, this is this is actual factual. Chris Paul went to Wake Forest because he was the third-rated point guard in the state of North Carolina. Behind Raymond Felton, who was number one and went to North Carolina and won the national championship. I forget who was number two, whoever played at Duke that year. But he was a point. Chris Paul was the third. Chris Paul might be one of the greatest point guards of all time, and he couldn't even go to State University or Duke as a backup. Hey, man. They did not see him play for his grandfather and drop 63. 63, yeah, I remember that. That was when I, when I learned that, that's when he became one of my favorite players. And I hope Chris Paul, if you do leave L.A., you do go to the Spurs, and you can drop Steph Curry in the playoffs because he keeps showing that damn clip when make, he stepped on your foot. Dance. Right, he stepped on your foot. I see what happened. I see what happened. So that would be beautiful for a revenge chance. And also, Kawhi would probably turn into 30-plus per game. Score. Having that kind of point guard. Because he time. don't have to handle the ball. I just get the ball and cook. That's all my job is. Oh, man. I think I think we, we're good here. I mean, we got the draft next week. All these predictions, they sound nice. But when we're right on 90% of them next week, just remember where you heard it first. That's true. But before we get out of here, there's two things we should mention. One... Aaron Judge, next big star in baseball. Yes, sir. That's right. True athlete, 6'8", 275. He crashed into the wall the other day. Don't you know the wall is day-to-day? <laughs> it's too real, and, I mean, the Bombers is really just back and playing some good baseball. It don't even matter that, you know, win, lose, or draw. The competitiveness is awesome. And I think it's large part thanks to, you know, some veteran presence and Matt Holiday and stuff. Well, also a good part to Aaron Judge leading the majors in home runs, hovering around three hundred. Hovering around three hundred, he's at like three forty four. Oh, he went up. I thought he's at. I thought he dipped a little mm, bit. Nah, he's raking. Well, yeah, okay, he had a quiet week, but he might have dropped like three twenty seven. Oh, well, he still still. I thought he's. I thought he's honestly at like three thirteen or something. He had a three round home run last night too. He got twenty two homers. I thought it was twenty three. Oh, okay. Last night gave him twenty three. Right. Bad. Um. But yeah, there you go. In the triple crown race, putting up video game numbers, but. I mean, that 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 is a beautiful thing to see. But the second thing we got to talk about real quick, Colin Kaepernick. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about it. All right. So let's let's give you a little preface. I'm going to give you a little color for Colin Kaepernick. Rocket arm. Former baseball player. So you know he got an arm as a quarterback. Statistically, the fourth highest touchdown to interception ratio in history. That's probably better than one of your favorite players. Was three years removed from a Super Bowl. He had a better season last year than Cam Newton. He only had four interceptions. And that was with less help than Cam Newton. Yeah, way less help. On the most terrible team that the 49ers fired their coach and lost all their football talent and culture after that. I totally get people that say he's not a starter anymore because it's not a ton of starting jobs. 
But the fact that he's not a backup is a smack in the face for anyone that will say anything about his game. Austin Davis is better than him. I don't know how you say 26 and 4. Maybe I got to double check my numbers. He's not a starting quarterback. That, that's, that's, that's first and foremost. When he started for San Francisco at the end of last year, he wasn't bad. No. Miami was, a, Miami was a playoff team. They played a really great game where he got it down to the goal line and a like miraculous comeback and lost. But it's like, you saw that there? You're not getting that from a Blake Abbott. You're not getting that from a Blake Bortles. His problem... You might, you might not get that from an Andy Dalton. His problem last year was that, one, he does put up... Sometimes his passing numbers is a little empty because the game is already over. But two, also, his consistency sometimes moving the ball down the field isn't what you want because there was games where he had like 212 or something like that. And sometimes, especially in this league with more and more people's passing, you want something more than that. So I got you on there. But when you got somebody throwing 20 touchdowns and less than five interceptions, that's something you shouldn't, you couldn't ignore before. And all right, we all know why he's being blackballed. Blackballed. Right. We're not even going to call it that. We're not even going to put a label on it. We're going to just let people figure it out if they want to call it that or not. But we all understand why we even have a debate about this. Because if you've seen Brett Favre with 26 and 4, you'd be like, oh, sign him up for another year. If you would have seen... If Peyton Manning did that two years ago, he he wouldn't have retired. Exactly. If Tony Romo did that and then broke his back, you would have been glad to kick Dak out the seat. Not everybody does that every day. So why why, why would the Jets not sign him? Because the Jets owner is the UK ambassador appointed by President Donald Trump who openly, the president, openly came out and took credit for Colin Kaepernick not being on the roster. Why would the Bears not sign him? Oh, they had to have uh, Mike Lennon. Why would the... Let's see, who else was absolutely terrible for the last... As long as you can remember for the last couple of years? Cleveland. Why would Cleveland not sign him? I mean, I guess you did your experimental take for a minute, so I guess you you absolved from that. You don't got experiment. But RG three is a way worse football player than Colin Kaepernick. Why Jacksonville wouldn't sign? Jack Jacksonville is another example. St. Louis is another example. Or well, not even St. Louis. Oh, St. Louis, LA. LA. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Irrelevant. <laughs> and they don't matter, man. The Rams. Oh man. I mean, shoot. Let, uh, let me just preface it this way: People are offended because he took a knee during the national anthem. Now. They're willing to overlook. The first thing they'll say is, well, he's not good anymore. Fictional. He doesn't put his money where his mouth is. Fictional. Very fictional. What you mean to say is you're against what he's taking the knee for. He's protesting police brutality. And if you're offended by him taking a knee during the anthem, you're not offended because he's taking a knee during the anthem. I was just at a Yankees game. I made, me and my girlfriend stopped in front of getting beer I took my hat off and stood during the anthem. Everybody else running around yeah, talking about doing it. I was about to say that. Like we, I'm the a only third, maybe a third of the you. stadium. I'm sure, and I'm sure two thirds of that third gives a fuck about Colin Kaepernick taking a knee on the anthem. Y'all, let me just put it on two sides. If you're against somebody who's against police brutality, you are pro police brutality. It's as simple as it is. That's the team you're playing for. It's really yes. If no you want to cape, if you want to cape for that, that's the team you're playing for. So yes or no question. Once you say, well, yeah, well, and once you say yes, you quantify it. You're on that side. That's that's. As I see it, the NFL, as a structure, majority owners, rich white Republicans, pro-authority, they don't care that he took a knee during the anthem. This man is speaking out against police brutality, and that bothers them for some reason. Now, in all fairness, their official quote is that they attribute it to the drop in ratings of what he did. Now, granted... I don't think that was the only case. I think it was lack of competitive football half the time. You trying to play some tired ass players on Thursday to get an extra date, so you can get more money, greedy bastards. But 
let me let me humor you for a second. Okay. So, okay, it might have been a dip in ratings. But let's see what happened. And and let's use the NBA as a counterpoint. Started national discussion. I mean, for like Certainly did. Um, um, three weeks or so. That's all you've seen anywhere you went, whether it was on CNN, whether it was on ESPN, whether it was on Facebook or Google or Ars Technica. Like, everybody has something to say about it. Everybody connected a story to it. Now, the NBA in that situation probably would have said, they would have covered their ass, would have said, hey, man, that's great that happened. Or they might not even cover that. They might just NBA, NBA would have had a pregame demonstration where everyone wore T-shirts as a sign of unity and then he got to speak out on his cause because Adam Silver is a progressive, smart-minded person. Exactly. It would have got a lot much... of people stuck in the past that when someone gets upset and is usually a vocal minority that's upset, when they're loud, as all it takes. You right. just want to hear them stop bitching. I mean... John, I... Yo, I'm a Giants fan. The fact that my owner came out and said, I've never received such an outpouring of, of fans and the letters and they would just be so upset they signed him. You guys found out Josh Brown was beating his wife and gave him a contract extension. I don't want to hear that shit. I'm not writing letters to you, John Mara. You want me to write letters? I got time. I could write some letters. You can certify I'm sure. I'm now. sure you get a whole lot more letters about people saying, Con Kaepernick probably doesn't have a spot in this team, but you upset me with your words and I, I, I demand an apology now. He's not going to come out and say a goddamn thing. He won't care. No. And, you know, I think it's just like, like you said, it's like people grandstanding when they want to, making a point when they want to. Like, if, even if the NBA wasn't with it, which they kind of said they wasn't, they, they probably would have told them, look, stand up, we'll give you a real platform. No. Hey, let's, let's go to the NBA. Before Adam Silver was David Stern, Chris Jackson, then Mahmoud Adur-Aouf, protested the anthem in 96, never got another shot in the league. That man is still cooking people on courts to these days. He can't get in the NBA. Well, obviously, he's 48 now. But back then, he couldn't get back in the NBA. Back then, people wasn't ready for it. But um, and it was it was a smaller incident. But back then, we had, we didn't have to lie about it. We knew what it was. Right. But I mean, even but even now, the response to it was okay. Like you see, players they get a, they get a chance to do that in different ways anyway with the shirts and pregame warmups and things like that. So they do things to kind of consolidate and make that effort. That's in the NBA. In the NFL, they get fined for that. Right. I mean, people wearing charity sneak cleats. D'Angelo Williams is wearing, wearing cleats to uh, bring a breast cancer awareness. Y'all find him. It had to be a story just for y'all to say, you know what? We won't automatically find you on celebrations. We'll make a judgment call after the game. Like, so at some point, you got you to gotta open your eyes. So... With that said, when you look at the Colin Kaepernick situation, you look at the stats and the facts, and then you see what's going down. True, true, really and truly, it's like, nah, this is this is not to, anything else. To but. those who know, it's not a surprise. To those who choose to ignore it, it's gonna seem like something else. But it's will, it's willful ignorance is what it is. Case in point, he should definitely get a job, and definitely for the Chicago Bears or the Jets. I mean, that's what I think. But anyway, with that said. That is that is the Kaepernick situation. Hopefully, we see a change in the future. But um, on to other things. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, we'll have some good news on Kaepernick next week. Like he just uh, someone gets someone goes down on a jet ski accident. He takes over the starting quarterback for the Texans because. <laughs> hey man, I think Tom Savage even, can't hold it down. I'm telling you, giving TJ Yates shot after shot, <laughs> but this man can't get no job. Like oh, I can't man. sit there and hold the clipboard till you realize I'm really better than that dude. Like that's what you got to do. Well, you gotta Mark Sanchez, listen, butt fumble. Kellen Moore is the Cowboys' backup quarterback right now. At least you're humble. I guess what they say. Nah, man, that's, that's, <laughs> I guess that's what all we got to say today, man. Uh, Blunt talk. I call this 16. I'm pretty sure that's where we're at. Yeah, uh, man. We'll be back next week, man. Ring, man. Yeah, That's 16 wins a ring. I like that place. It's pretty good stuff. Inadvertent shout outs, but 
Definitely. This is Blunt Talk, episode 16. No 16 candles, even though we met Keanu Reeves a couple weeks ago. No 16 bars, it's amigos. Amen. But we do it for the culture. True. Peace. Peace. Yeah. Can you feel it? I used to feel so devastated At times I thought we'd never make it But now we on our way to greatness And all that ever took was patience I, I, I used to feel so devastated Getting better each day, stacking that to the cheesecake. Look up to the Lord, we pray. Tryna be my best each day until I'm late, the rest of we late. Yeah, to the time being, we lit. Hoping I don't let it get all of my head. Now I don't need the money just to say that I'm rich. Couple little honeys when they get in my bed. But they used to run for me when I had nothing. Now they wanna fuck with the see me stuntin'. Nigga came up off the hustling, living in the lab of lux, and I'm feeling like the man. If you ain't on my drugs, then you wouldn't understand. On me, buy these rubber bands, on me, make her wanna dance. For me, probably leave a man for me, standing in the stands, goddamn. She used the front way back. Yeah. I used to feel so devastated At times I thought we'd never make it Now we on our way to greatness And all I ever took was patience I, I, I used to feel so devastated The cadence, turn my brain up a wavelength. Now we flowing and sailing, so just go with the feeling. Baby, soak up the vibe. Let's throw some dope up, get high. We gon' blow smoke in the sky till we can open our eyes. Times I thought we'd never make it Now we on our way to greatness And all I ever took was patience I, I, I used to feel so Times I do But now we on our way. And all I ever took was patience.